Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry. Also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, welcome into uh, the Wolverine live show. Um, this is the live show, not the recruiting report. I'm not sure why that headline's there. It confused me a bit, but we are live and Zach Libby is here along with me. Been an interesting day. We'll talk about Zach's time at Belleville with Bryce Underwood's clone. Um, and we will talk about my time in Pennsylvania with David Polly Polly, as well as uh, top 100 wide receiver Gatlin Bear, Michigan, currently on an in-home visit. Yes, this is the Wolverine Live Recruiting Show. So make sure to like this video, subscribe to our YouTube channel for free. And uh, also over at thewolverine.com, we are now running $1 for one month as Michigan heads to the college football playoff. 
Before we start tonight's show, um, we do want to shout out our presenting sponsor, Leonard Financial Solutions. Leonard Financial Solutions founder Jonathan Leonard wants to listen to you to get to know your story and how he can help you. People often hesitate to contact a financial advisor because they think they have to know what they want first. Leonard Financial Solutions founder Jonathan Leonard will start with you at square one, getting to know you and your unique situation. You don't want to outlive your retirement money. You don't want to make risky investments. You don't want your loved ones to experience financial insecurity. Leonard Financial Solutions wants to alleviate your fears by providing you with options for life insurance, income protection, retirement income, safe annuities, and Medicare. They take the time to explain the pros and cons of each product and will not rush you through the decision-making process, giving you the time you need to commit to a plan. Leonard Financial Solutions wants to help you make smart decisions about your money, get the expert financial advice without the high-pressure sales pitch, reach out to get started today for a free consultation at www.leonardfs.com or call 856-444-LIFE. Again, that's 856-444-LIFE. Okay, thanks again to Leonard Financial Solutions. Zach, how are you doing tonight, man? <laughs> it's uh, It's been a day. Uh, that's the best way I can describe today. It's been a day. Yeah, yesterday was a day for me, um, and we'll talk about both of our days. But, you know, while we wait for people to funnel in to the show tonight, and, and shout out to the people that are already in here, and again, apologies for the late start, um, you know, we do have our off-topic question. That is not it. It is this one. And he says, Zach and EJ, I guess, like if I'm not important, if you had a chance to take a trip to outer space, would you? I guess, Zach, would you go to outer space? It depends how far, I guess. So Mars is close enough, but Pluto's too far. Can't do it. Yeah, it takes forever. You know, like. I don't know how, how long does it take to get to, like real quick. It takes like three days to get to the moon. I think I could do that. I, I don't need to spend 60 years of my life trying to get to Neptune or what, whatever planets there are these days. But, you know, it's uh, yeah, I think the moon would be cool, I guess. So everybody knows that my wife is a scientist or most people know my wife's a scientist. I've talked about it before. Some people don't know that I was almost a scientist. I was almost a astrobiology major um and so yeah i chose to do something way different and way easier <laughs> so i would gladly take the trip to space i've already signed up me and my wife and my cat to volunteer to go on a mars mission so you know if i'm not here in a few years and i'm in mars there you go but anyway let's talk about recruiting it's been extremely busy um over the course of the last 48 hours I think something that came out of left field was the fact that Michigan's in a really strong position now to flip David Polly away from USC. And we haven't talked about David Polly in a while. Um, for those of you that don't remember, Polly is a three-star, 300-pound defensive lineman from Pennsylvania. Uh, he was a Michigan lean early on in the process. In fact, I can go ahead and just spill the beans and say he was basically a silent commit here. Um, ended up taking his OV to Michigan. We were expecting him 
to commit. And then the tides kind of turned. He made an official visit to USC, committed to the Trojans. And, you know, it it kind of went dead from there, especially with how it all played out. However, in November, um, this last month, Polly Polly reached out to Mike Elston. And it was actually, you know, what was interesting is I met with Polly Polly yesterday. He told me the moment he reached out to Elston was the moment that Kenneth Grant uh, hawked down that player in the Penn State game. And he just sent Elston go blue. Um, and then they started talking and, you know, um, Michigan's now made a concerted effort to flip Polly Polly. I put in a prediction. And like I said, I went out to meet with him yesterday in Pennsylvania at his training session. And how it happened was Sunday, I got a tip that Michigan was interested in him. I texted and I texted Polly Polly since I knew him well throughout the process. And um, he told me that, yes, that was the case. And, you know, I ended up putting in the prediction and then I uh, got a last minute rental car, made the six hour drive up to see him. And um, those of you that know uh, or that followed my evaluations know I was very high on Polly Polly as a recruit. I thought he was one of the more underrated prospects in the country. I thought he was in for a huge rankings bump as a senior, but Polly Polly did miss most of his senior year, one with a foot injury, and two, it's been kind of public out there that he had some drama with his high school head coach. Um, now fully healthy, you know, doesn't have the foot injury anymore. He's at a new high school. He's doing private training. And uh, it looks really good. He It looks like he even grew an inch. I, I was joking with him yesterday. I mean, he's a legit six foot three, uh, 315 pounds, and he's really solid, just built like a tank. Um, and I do think Michigan's in a great spot to flip him. Uh, I feel confident in my prediction, especially after meeting with him yesterday. I mean, Elston's turned up the heat. Jesse Minter's been really involved. He already knows some of the commits in the class, uh, like Dominic Nichols and Owen Wafel, some of the guys out here on the East Coast. So, yeah, I mean, I, I really love Michigan's chances. And I think that if they are able to flip Polly Polly, it is, um, you know, just a terrific land right before the early signing period. So you might be asking, you know, when might this happen? So, um, you know, there are, there's only a couple of weeks to go before early signing day. And Polly Polly told me he wants to make a decision beforehand. I actually had an interview over at the Wolverine.com where I, uh, you know, where Polly Polly gives his own answers. So you can check it out there. But overall, like I said, I think Michigan in a really strong uh, position to flip Polly Polly. One thing he continued to mention was development. Uh, and the fact that Mike Elston has a great track record, he's been really impressed with what Mason Graham and Kenneth Grant have been able to do this season. So he thinks he can really excel under Elston's watch. And when you look at USC, you know, their defense has not been good. Alex Grinch, their defensive coordinator, was fired. Um, you know, Sean Nua did an okay job at Michigan, but I think Mike Elston was an upgrade. So I think all signs are, are pointing towards Michigan here as we get closer and closer to the early signing period. Now, Zach, I know you, um, I, I know obviously I handled most of the Poly Poly recruitment, but if Michigan's able to add Poly Poly, you have a defensive line class of Poly Poly, uh, Owen Wafel, Ted Hammond, and Manuel Beagle. Now, all are three stars, but we've spoken highly about a lot of these guys. What would you think about Michigan ending the cycle with that defensive line? Home? 
specifically with Polly Polly, his quotes that you kind of mentioned that you have iterated kind of reflect on the attitude of the other, uh, well, the three 2024 commits that are in the class right now. Um, Owen Wafel, Ted Hammond, um, Manuel Beagle, just guys who put their heads down in work. And I feel like that's sort of the mantra of under Mike Elston. And that's kind of resulted of how great of a developer Elston is. Um, you know, anytime you talk to the 24 commits specifically too, they always mention him as a family man. They mention Elston, you know, always bringing his wife, his daughters, you know, it always goes back to like Michigan as a whole and their pitch as, you know, Michigan being a second home or away a home for away from home. And I feel like based on his quotes that David told you, I feel like he's recognizing that. And then with the development, you know, Mason Graham and Kenneth Grant are just two prime examples of what you can get out of working under Elston and Ben Herbert, right? Strength and conditioning coach. But as a player, you know, six foot three, uh, you mentioned it on Twitter when you saw him, 315 pounds, you know, you see him on his senior highlight tape that he posted after his junior film. You know, he's got a good motor. He's got good versatility. He has shows versatility on defensive line. He's just a brute, you know, I think that was, that's a good combination that can be molded into something great at Michigan. So, um, you know, back when he took his OV, you mentioned it too, you know, Michigan was a lean. Uh, I felt like that too. Uh, you know, he was really active on social media during his OV, just showing how great of a time he was having. And obviously Elson was, going at them hard. And I feel like they just circle back and uh, I agree. I, I feel like Michigan's in a good spot to land a flip and we'll see what happens. Definitely. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I personally, I like the defensive line class, you know, I don't feel like Zach even answered my question. He just wanted to talk about Pate Pate, uh, but I like the defensive line class. If that ends up being the class, I'm really high on Wayful. I'm really high on Pale Pale. I think Ted Hammond can be, you know, a late career starter. And Manuel Beagle is just one of the most interesting guys in the cycle. You know, any additional thoughts, Zach, on the defensive line class as a whole? You see them playing different positions on their huddle tape. Like, for example, like Ted Hammond, like he's projected to be like a five technique, a four eye, a three technique. But he played a lot of nose in high school. Um you see that with Manuel Bagel too. Like he was playing a lot of five technique as a senior in the games that he played. So kind of kind of goes back to that versatility, like getting experience on every position on the line so you can be comfortable at anywhere you go, depending on your physical development. So um, they're all sort of the same in terms of just like I mentioned before, their attitudes and their willingness to work and just um, grind it out. So I feel like David Pale Pale fits that mold as well. Definitely. I was on the drive back from Pennsylvania last night and actually um, talked to Owen Wayful. And he was like, yeah, I mean, me and Polly Polly can just do work together. We can play different positions. I think we complement each other well. So I know the rest of the class is excited about that potential flip. Now, Zach, you had a time. I, I had that time driving six hours and six hours back. I'm still recovering. You had a fun time at Belleville this morning. You had a chance to meet with five-star quarterback Bryce Underwood, and you were actually talking to him at the same time a report came out that he was in the film room with Kurt Campbell. Um, now, did you meet with the real Bryce Underwood, or did you meet with a clone, some impersonator? Because I, I still feel like there's people out there that don't believe 
that you were at Belleville meeting with Bryce Underwood at the time of that report? If there are two Bryce Underwoods, like, you know, <laughs> if there are two Bryce Underwoods, I, you know, that's a whole different story. Um, let's go back to what you said about me not believing me being at Belleville, right? Like, you know, that's kind of, you know, without going more in Underwood, like I was there. I drove. <laughs> Prove I was... it. Prove you were at Belleville. The burden of proof is on you. Wolverine.com exclusive story that was published at 12.30 p.m. today. Uh, $1 for one month gives you a subscription to a Wolverine. Um, I wish I took a photo, but I was there. I was, we met in the, we, we, we did the interview in the vestibule next to the weight room of the school. Um, but, you know, I was really happy that he was able to just take the time out of his day um, because he came from home to the school, right? Um, he came from home to school to go to class, um, but he took the time to do the interview. We spoke in depth about his time in Michigan for the Ohio State game, which was his return from the late July annual barbecue at the big house where he had two days there. But he went, he was really impressed with just the overall atmosphere, especially like the pregame atmosphere. Um, he got there really early, maybe like 7.38, was able to go, you know, just to enjoy the everything that recruits can experience during warmups, um, walking out of the tunnel, just meeting other recruits, um, talking to coaches, uh, just seeing the stands fill up at the big house for arguably the biggest game in college football. Um, you know, he it was just crazy for him. Like that was the really big word that he was using, just crazy. And I think that really just caught his eye because he hasn't been to a Michigan game beforehand since October, late October of 2022 when Michigan State was in town. So that's well over a year. But Mich you know, Michigan quarterbacks coach Kirk Campbell, who you know, we have talked in depth throughout this year of just the job and the effort and just how hard of a you know how hard working he has been to develop a relationship with underwood and his family and inner circle you know the they were with them the entire you know campbell was with them the entire visit just just catching up you know nothing too crazy just you know two guys who have bonded for like i said for well over for a year just to hang out at the big house um i asked him what kind of message that kurt gave underwood and it's just like be himself be a natural be yourself be natural i think that's what's kind of enticed so many elite programs across the country to get bryce underwood to begin with right like this is a generational quarterback who's has just natural physical um traits a elite throwing arm the ability to dissect plays tucking and running um you know checking down to wide receivers just leading a team he's been to ford field for the mhsa division one state championship three years in a row you know the michigan with all that said michigan refuses has not waved the white flag for this kid he is 20 minutes away from bell he is 20 minutes away from ann arbor his high school is a drive down i-94 um, they've, they've had hosted them for at least 11 unofficial visits, uh, going back to the spring of, you know, going back to 
early 2022. It's it's just a long played out process, and Michigan does you know is trying to keep the best number one overall recruit in the 2025 recruiting class home. LSU has gotten a lot of momentum since that October visit. You know, it reflects on the on three recruiting prediction machine. Um, but obviously Michigan and the sources that I have talked to have said they still feel good about where they stand. Now, the visit, he told me he is still deciding what, if he's going to return. There's 13 more days left in this period until the dead period happens on the 18th. So that's not a lot of time to get him on campus. But again, he's only 20 minutes away. Now, as you mentioned, there were reports that he was there. He told me he wasn't. He was in class. He was. He had a backpack on. He's going to class. We talked at Belleville. Um, but, you know, they're, they're still pushing for him to get on campus. Now, I always, I feel like we've always talked about this too. There's a opportunity to have him sit down with Jim Harbaugh, have him sit down extensively with Kirk Campbell, go over things like NIL opportunities, uh, scheme fit. And that can be done like on a weekend where you can have uh, like as much time as possible to just do that one final pitch. Um, you know, I know Tuesday, today is Tuesday. Harbaugh wasn't even on campus. He was in Idaho. Like you want, you want your head coach to be there to be that closer, right? The, something that Harbaugh is known for. He's known to make that one last statement, like put the yeah, put the nail in the coffin in terms of just securing a commitment, especially for a kid like Bryce Underwood, who I have mentioned as generational as an adjective several times in the past, and I'm still going to use it. But again, Michigan is working to keep him home and still putting in that work. OSU, the OSU visit is a great indicator in terms of just them feeling good about their chances of where they stand and potentially bringing him back. But, you know, Underwood's kind of still deciding, you know, there still leaves that open window. So we'll see. But obviously, I said before, I still lean LSU. I haven't planned a pick yet, but you know, we'll see if confidence uh, confidence towards the Michigan's end, if momentum can swing, if they can bring him in for a visit. I've I've said a December visit is crucial, along with an OSU visit. So step one was completed. Now we'll see if they can do the final one. I see some people asking questions in the chat. Remember, this is the Super Chat show. So if you want a question answered tonight, hit that donate button. Uh, that money goes directly to our travel budget so we can continue to travel and actually talk to guys in person and uh, get the uh, word exclusively from them. Um, so if you do want a question answered, make sure to hit up that uh, super chat button and uh, again, support the show by if you can't support the show with a super chat, at least hit that like we have uh, more than 260 people watching live right now. So we should have 260 likes. Make sure to leave that like. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for free. Zach and I went to 70 games this fall, so we're out there grinding for you. Um, so again, if you can't support with a super chat, just give us a give us a like and a, a hit that subscribe button. But look, I can confirm that Zach was at Belleville at the beginning of our staff meeting <laughs> this morning at like 10 a.m. and he did not leave until. When, when did you leave? Like 1230 when you published the story? 
Yeah, yeah 12. around 1230. Okay, so Bryce was not in the film room. He was with Zach. Um, and then he, when Zach was writing the story, Bryce was in class. Well, we don't know what subject he's taking. We're not that crazy. <laughs> but he was in class. He walked into the building. So he was not in Ann Arbor. Now, I will say this. There were plans to have Bryce on campus. Um, you know, this morning, Beasley was on campus. Jeremiah Beasley, his teammate, Michigan commit, was on campus. There were plans for Bryce to make it. Bryce obviously told Zach he was unable to make it. Now, you know, whether he visited or not has been the debate today, but it doesn't really matter. He didn't visit. He was with Zach, but it doesn't matter anyway, because the point that Zach made is the most important point. Jim Harbaugh is in Idaho. It is not going to serve Bryce any good to go meet with Kirk Campbell again. They talk all the time. They, they can literally do a Zoom and they break down film all the time. They've broken down film on campus. There's nothing new that Bryce can possibly get from meeting with Kirk Campbell in Ann Arbor. It would literally be a waste of time for Bryce to go meet with Kirk Campbell. And not, not saying that Kirk Campbell's doing a bad job. He's doing a fantastic job. But what else can Kirk Campbell possibly tell this man? Bryce has visited so many times. He's talks to Kirk Campbell all the time. Ben Herbert, same thing. He's Bryce has been in that Michigan weight room more than most recruits in this class. There's nothing else he can gain from that. The biggest thing that Bryce Underwood can gain from a Michigan visit is meeting with Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh's not there. He is with Gatlin Bear. There's no point in a visit unless Jim Harbaugh is there. I said that last week. I said Michigan needs to get Bryce Underwood on campus with his family, not just Bryce himself, um, with Jeremiah, uh, Bryce and his parents and family and whoever else is really close in his recruitment. They all need to be on campus and they all need to have a meeting with Jim Harbaugh. That needs to happen. That didn't happen necessarily for the game, you know, that Bryce visited because he had to leave early for his own practice for a state championship. Bryce and his family absolutely have to have a, a long meeting with Jim Harbaugh, just like Gatlin Bear had last Sunday. Gatlin Bear stayed an extra day. He met with Jim Harbaugh. They had a great meeting, you know, and that cleared up a lot of questions. Bryce Underwood, whatever questions he has remaining, whether it's NIL, whether it's Jim Harbaugh's future, whether it's Sharon Moore's future, whatever the case is, whether it's these allegations, all of that needs to be answered by one man, and it's not Kirk Campbell, it's Jim Harbaugh. Now, again, this is not diminishing Kirk Campbell. Absolute 180 from Matt Weiss. He's done everything he can to win this recruitment. If Michigan misses out on Bryce Underwood, it's not because of Kurt Campbell at all. He's put in maximum effort, 100 miles an hour. But if Michigan is going to win this recruitment, it comes down to Jim Harbaugh. And Jim Harbaugh needs to be on campus the same time as Bryce Underwood. So who cares if Bryce was with Libby today? You know, <laughs> doesn't matter. Uh, but I guess we have 13 days until the dead period. I believe the dead period starts the 18th, might be the 17th. 18th, I think. So yeah, so there's 13 days for Jim Harbaugh to actually be on campus, which he'll be on campus. I mean, Harbaugh's not making that many in-home visits. And then, you know, you get Bryce and his family in. It can't just be Bryce going up there to have fun, to hang out with Jeremiah and Will, and to go in the weight room and mess around. You know, it has to be an actual visit with family to answer 
serious question. So when that visit happens, we will let you guys know. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move on to our super chat from Lewis. Uh, has Bryce Underwood had a sit down with Harbaugh? How has this not happened multiple times? He has in the past, like in the past. He's had, you know, barbecue at the big house. He met with Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh's had contact with him. I mean, they've recruited Bryce Underwood since he was a little kid. But I'm talking about now, since all of this stuff has been happening. Remember, Bryce didn't make it to a game until the game versus Ohio State. And he had to leave early because of, you know, his state championship practice. So when I say a, a sit down with Harbaugh has to happen now, I mean, it hasn't happened in a couple months. It needs to happen now with everything going on with Bryce's decision uh, almost exactly one month away, right? So I'm saying, yeah, I, Bryce hasn't had a, a sit down with Harbaugh recently. That ha needs to happen in the next 13 days before we get into the dead period. Anything else you want to add, Zach? I did answer. I did ask him that. I asked him, are you going to get on the phone and speak with Jim Harbaugh? Because we, I knew going into the, going into Belleville that he was in Burley, Idaho. So I'm like, are you going to talk to Jim Harbaugh? And he said, possibly so. Um, but yeah, that's the expectation that I have that they're going to end up talking at some point. But that's that's the next step, right? It has yeah, to be. And, a, and I mean, there was a. Sorry to cut you off, Zach. There was another report out there that Underwood. Uh, was looking to maybe make an in-home with Jacob Odin. Underwood said that's not in the plans right now to Zach earlier today. He, you know, if it happened, what did he tell you? If it happens, it'll happen last minute, something like that. And then Jacob Odin said he had no idea that was even a possibility. <laughs> so maybe Bryce will go knock on his door and Odin will let him in. Um, but, you know, like I said, well, I mean, we're the ones that have actually, and not even me, Zach is the one that has actually gone and seen Bryce Underwood once, twice every month. So, you know, he's getting it directly from the horse's mouth. It's not someone's, you know, coach's friend that works in a Detroit school. It's not someone's brother-in-law's cousin. Zach's actually getting it from Bryce. You know, we're talking to sources close to the program. So, you know, you can trust the guys that have boots on the ground over at the Wolverine.com for $1 for one month. And uh, a lot of uh, good discussion in the chat, man. Zach actually hates blonde. So he agrees that Livy Dunn is mid. So he's saying it's not an advantage for LSU. <laughs> Look at him, not. Look at him. You're like, yes. <laughs> um, before we move on to. Uh... Wait, what? Someone said EJ is always throwing shots at Livy. Cringe, bro. Stick to recruit. I don't even make fun of Livy, man. Livy makes fun of himself with uh, with his horrendous takes. So it's not even me, and I don't even bring up these off-topic questions. It's the it's the people, and Livy has his own mind and says his own answers. But yesterday, you know, we were I was on the uh, drive back from Pennsylvania. And me and Livy started talking about movies and he told me that Harry Potter is for nerds and that it sucks. And so does Lord of the Rings and that anybody that watches it is extremely lame. So <laughs> I was I was very hurt by this. <laughs> but Livy brings it on himself, man. Don't even uh, don't even try to get me looped into that um, before we move on to Gatlin Bear and, you know, a guy that Jim Harbaugh actually met with today. Uh, we want to welcome in another sponsor, Barry Gallagher. 
Uh, Barry Gallagher has written a book. It's Lloyd Carr's Michigan Football Journey. Millions of Michigan Wolverine football fans loved Coach Lloyd Carr almost as much as he loved the University of Michigan. This insightful book details how an interim coach stepped up for the Michigan Wolverines and won his way into the College Football Hall of Fame. Lloyd Carr's Michigan football journey tells a complete story of Coach Lloyd Carr's 28-year journey, 15 years as an assistant, and 13 years as a head coach to bring Michigan football back to national prominence and how he kept it there. Coach Carr's incredible work gave Michigan football fans one of the greatest eras in the school's magnificent football history. No losing seasons in 13 years, one national title, five Big Ten championships, and six bowl wins, the most in Wolverine football history. This book gives you a comprehensive look at the amazing Michigan career of Lloyd Henry Carr Jr. It is full of original research charts and tables that clearly illustrate why Coach Carr became a college football legend. Rich Hewlett, one of Carr's first players at Michigan, wrote a heartfelt forward that sets the tone for a closer look at one of college football's greatest coaches. Order your copy today at Amazon or at mden.com. So again, thank you to Barry Gallagher. And thanks again for Seth Floyd getting in with that super chat. Like I said, if you want um, to get a question answered tonight, make sure that you uh, leave a super chat. That money goes directly to our travel budget. And uh, yes, see, it's not me. It's not me. Crack the Nut has come back and said that's a fact. It's all Libby's bad answers. And people are already dissing Libby for his takes on Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. Get out of here, man. <laughs> um, all right, Libby, let's uh, transition to something you actually know about because it's not Harry Potter. And uh, it is Gatlin Bear. And you have been out to Idaho. You've met with Gatlin Bear. You saw him in the big house last weekend. Just decommitted from uh, Boise State on Friday. Now, there were some picks out there. We haven't put our predictions in. Tell us uh, your side of the story, where you think Michigan actually sits with Gatlin Bear as he named Michigan and Oregon his two finalists. Yeah, so I know you're going to talk about your coach interview um, that you had with Burley Senior. Oh, sorry, 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 Zach. I'm going to cut you off really quick. I did not get to Seth Floyd's super chat. We only answered Lewis's super chat. I forgot to ask it. Sorry, Zach, for cutting you off. Seth Floyd says, here's a fiver for being on top of David Polly Polly's flip prediction. I know the folks at 24-7 hate y'all for some reason, but I appreciate you guys. They hate us because we're the best that's why they hate us, right, Zach? I was telling Zach on the Zach didn't even agree. <laughs> I was telling Zach on the drive to Pennsylvania. I was like, "Look, man, recruiting's like boxing. You just you know, you talk a lot of, and there's different fighters promoting their stuff. But when you're like Floyd Mayweather, people want to see you lose. They pay to see you lose. That's why they hate us. Okay, they hate us to gain us. <laughs> so, um, anyway." Gatlin Bear, go ahead and tell us the latest on him. Yeah, so I know you did a full in-depth interview with Burley senior head coach Cameron Anderson, who's the head coach of Gatlin Bear. Um, so I'll let you talk about that. But, you know, there's a few things that have been sticking out to me throughout past four weeks. Um, the first one is obviously Jim Harbaugh, who was in Idaho, as we've mentioned multiple times on the show. Um, you know, he 
when Gatlin Bear and his family were at the Ohio State game for the visit, they stayed till Sunday. And that's where they met with Jim Harbaugh. Um, I know I'm just going to take a quote from your story. You know, his head coach, Bear's head coach, called Harbaugh the most real human. Um, you know, it kind of reflects on what Bear, is, Bear told us a few days ago that, you know, Harbaugh's honest. You know, he he doesn't lie. And I think that's that's obviously something that Bear resonates with. He just wants the truth. Um, you know, I've, one thing that Harbaugh said that he assured him that he wanted to be at Michigan, and that's a really good sign for the future. Um, another thing is just like the job that Michigan has done all the way since August when Bear committed to Boise State. You know, Michigan has just never cut off contact. They've they've set the foundation leading up to that return visit in late November. Um, you know, Ron Bellamy, Jay Harbaugh, you know, started all this as the air recruiter. Uh, you know, Bellamy has taken the lead and um, being just uh, the leading the way to showing them that, you know, this is home for you. Um, the, the family aspect, I think that's something that both Anderson, Bear, and just that's kind of like another common phrase you know, you see that a lot with like small town top recruits. I think that goes back to what Jay Harbaugh does. But, you know, on that visit, Bear brought his dad. He brought one of his older brothers uh, and he brought Cameron Anderson. You know, that that home away from home is so, is so influential for kids, you know, like Bear, who comes from a s small town of less than 10,000 people um, it, it being having such a close family. But I think that's something that sticks out. But obviously the game just really just kind of sealed the deal as Michigan is a top contender. Um, Bear and Bellamy and his family walked out of the tunnel as one of the first recruits for warmups that Saturday. You know, Bear had an opportunity to talk to 2024 quarterback commit Jane Davis, and they hit it off. Same with the other recruits. You know, I did an interview with Luke Hamilton, offensive line commit. He was telling me a little bit about um, Bear, but – you know, just the opportunity, you know, to like rush the field, enjoy a, a really, really big win and a monument, like an historic win to rush the field with 50,000 fans, maybe even more and celebrate. But, you know, oh, and not even including Colston Loveland getting to reunite with them because uh, Cameron Anderson was the former head coach of high, in high school when Colston was, there, uh, you know, going through the recruiting process. So I think the, the last thing that kind of just has been, you know, kind of talked about and discussed quite a bit. It's just like, you know, what's the period in which he will sign with any school? Is it going to be Oregon, who's um, recruited him very hard ever since he committed to Boise State? You know, he went to Eugene this fall, but, you know, there's an opportunity to take it all the way to the late period because he's not going on his mission until that month. Um, he's set to play in the All-American Bowl in San Antonio in early January. That could be an option. Um, or he might just know and sign um, on the December 20th. But, you know, he mentioned to me, he was very honest, um, just about waiting to see if questions about the program's future are answered, you know, coaching and um, what happens with maybe uh, the investigation. Um, so that was one thing that he was kind of waiting for. But all in all, obviously, Michigan knocked it out of the park um, on that visit. They've knocked it out in terms of communicating with the family, with Bear over the phone. They've just showed him everything from the weight room because he wants to go to kinesiology just to show him that, you know, Michigan is not Idaho, but you can find comfort and similarities and just um, opportunities in Ann Arbor. So all in all, 
Michigan is in a great spot just to keep um, be, continue being a contender and try to get him away from Oregon. So Chris Ewald Sr. in the show saying, fellas, keep up the great work. Shout out to you, Chris Ewald Sr., father of top 100 Michigan cornerback commit, Chris Ewald Jr. Chris Sr., I will be getting with you later in the week. We're going to cook up something good here in a couple of weeks. I'll be down in the 305 soon. Uh, we have another super chat here from Josh Jackson. He says, you guys do an amazing job and love watching you guys go blue. Shout out to you, Josh Jackson. Thank you uh, for the comment. And if you have a question, uh, comment with it below and we'll, we'll definitely answer that. Um, yeah, last call for super chat, guys. We're almost wrapping up the show. We have more than 300 viewers tonight. So big audience tonight. Thank you guys for joining. Make sure to hit that like button. Uh, helps us get in front of more Michigan fans. So we have more discussions. Uh, I guess people like hearing about Zach's bad food takes as well as the recruiting. Uh, so again, shout out to all of you guys in the chat and everybody watching tonight. Make sure to hit the like button and subscribe. And also make sure to subscribe to the Wolverine.com for even more Michigan recruiting information for uh, just $1 for one year. Now, like Zach said, I had an interview with Cameron Anderson, who is the head coach at Burley, um, very close to Gatlin Bear, has kind of served as an advisor. You know, Idaho doesn't get recruited a ton, but Anderson had the luxury of being the head coach for Colston Loveland, and obviously Loveland had offers from across the country before eventually siding with Michigan. So he knows the process. He's helping Bear navigate the process. And uh, he was actually at the game with Bear, um, you know, last month. And he gave me a lot of great quotes just on the visit and kind of gave an inside look at where, you know, what Bear is really thinking right now. So you can head over to the Wolverine.com and read that. But, you know, a couple of takeaways that I'll share with you guys uh, that really stood out to me is one, Bear staying that extra day, the Sunday visit, uh, was absolutely crucial. And we had written that right after the game, but talking to Anderson, I really understood just how crucial that Sunday visit was because it gave him time to um, not only just see Michigan for more than the football program. You know, Saturday was crazy. You had the game atmosphere. You had all the other recruits and stuff. But Sunday was more individual time, more time to walk around the campus, more time to spend individual time with the coaching staff, spend individual time with Ben Herbert. Um, and then so that Sunday visit was also crucial because of the meeting with Jim Harbaugh. So like I talked about with Underwood, you know, with everything going on around Michigan right now, it's key for Harbaugh to meet with the most important of important targets, which Bear is. Um, I think that meeting went extremely well. I think Jim Harbaugh's authentic personality really meshes well with the Bear family. You know, they're not flashy type of people. They're out kind of in rural Idaho. Uh, and so they really respect people that are authentic and friendly and family oriented. And that's certainly what Jim Harbaugh is. And, you know, Anderson didn't get too much into specifics about what Harbaugh said about the future and everything going on. But I think he made it clear that Harbaugh's answers really appeased the Bear family and gave him a certain comfort level. Because remember, Bear's trying to make this decision before he's basically 
out of communication for two years. When he goes on his mission to Dallas, which is where he's serving the Mormon faith, he doesn't really have access to the internet very much. You know, he can't really talk to his family except for like once a week. Like there is, you're just kind of gone from society basically. Like I remember when I talked to Andrew Gentry when I was on the mission trip with him, he was like, oh man, you know what uh, new music Kanye West has out? Because <laughs> he had no idea. He couldn't listen to music or anything or could download new songs, didn't know what new albums had dropped or anything like that. Like, so he wants to make his decision now. And I think Harbaugh, every, he's a little concerned about what's going on at Michigan right now, but Harbaugh did a fantastic job of easing that. The other thing that stood out to me is Oregon negative recruiting Michigan. Now, Anderson didn't say Oregon is the school negative recruiting Michigan, but can kind of infer that Oregon is since they're the only school left, right, aside from Michigan. Um, and he said that Ron Bellamy did a great job on that Sunday combating the negative recruiting about Michigan's offense. Now, uh, you know, something that's been referenced to referenced uh, in, in regards to, you know, Bears recruitment is the fact that Michigan ran the ball 26 straight times or whatever the case it was for the Penn State game. Um, and schools have used that. And I'm assuming Oregon has used that against Michigan and have talked about their more pass happy offense. Anderson said that uh, Bellamy did a fantastic job of presenting why bear would be different from the receivers that Michigan has uh, on the roster right now, how he would be schemed into the offense and just kind of uh, how it would translate from college to pro since Michigan is more of a pro style offense. You know, I, I think that really helped out with bear as well, knowing that he would be a focal point of the offense. And I also think that, you know, getting him, um, you know, in front of J.J. McCarthy and his family, as well as Jaden Davis, who's committed, getting him in front of the quarterbacks to talk a little offense uh, may have helped out as well. So those were some of the things that really stood out to me about my time talking with Anderson. And then last thing is just timeline. Zach talked about it a little bit. There is no true definitive timeline. Uh, when it comes to a bear decision. Now, some have said that bear is going to make a decision in the early period that has uh, not been decided at all, uh, that he may push it back to the late period. He may do it at the All-American Bowl. That is still up for discussion. So that has not been decided at all. Um, but right now we're feeling good about Michigan. I think both of us, if we had to put in predictions today, I think we would agree that we would put them in for Michigan. Um, but we just want to see how these in-homes go. Uh, obviously, we'll have more from tonight's in-home uh, with Michigan. Oregon was there yesterday, I believe. So uh, I think we'll know more after this week and, and heading into next week before the early signing period. And, you know, we'll have definitely have a lot more over at the Wolverine.com. Zach, anything else you want to add about Catlin Bear while I look through this chat real quick? Here's a really good A and W, dear Burley, Idaho. So, you've been I, to Burley. Wait, wait. This guy says Burley is three times the size of Gooding. Now, I've only been to Gooding. You've been to Burley. Is mm -hmm. is Burley that big? Look, man. Like, you drive up <laughs> I, I drove up I fifteen, 
right through the Wasatch Mountains. I get there in the front yard are farm animals. Like, <laughs> dude, the population is, I just looked up, the population is less than 12,000 people. So get out of here. It's still a small town, 11,800 people. Yeah, it's one of those everyone knows everybody. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful city, though. It's like right in the valley with like the mountains, like peering, like, you know, like wallpaper, like they look fake. And in January, when the sun sets early and they turn pink, it's just the most beautiful town. Um, it, you know, I have family and, you know, just long story short, I have family in Washington state. And every time I tell them about this Idaho, about Gatlin bear, they're just in awe that a kid from Burley, Idaho is like the fastest man in pads. Um, cause they drive through it all the time. So it's just, it's, it's a really good story about just a small town kid who's really good at football and he just believes in just what Michigan can offer him. It's just a really good story. And I know we've been following it for, for over a year. So, um, you know, just kudos to you too, for um, doing what you've been doing this, this fall with him. Definitely. Uh, we also have Josh Jackson back with another 499 super chat. He says, I hate Michigan football off season, but being able to follow recruiting with you guys in the off season, it was fun. F Ohio. Shout out to you again, Josh Jackson. Um, it's not the off season yet. You know, it's just about a month until Michigan plays, but uh, you know, they, football season is still here, I guess yeah. a little bit. Army Navy's in three days. I, I won't be watching Army Navy. I will be watching Chris Ewald playing for a state title. Just Chris Ewald Sr. was here earlier. Not sure if he's still in here, but Chris Ewald Jr. is playing for a state title on Thursday. So if you're interested, I'm sure you can find a stream. I will be finding a stream of that state championship uh, game down in Florida. Um, but yeah, we did have a couple of just uh, <laughs> random off topic questions that will. And the day with, um, I was trying to find them, uh, but people definitely disagreed with you, Zach, when it came to Lord of the Rings and, and Harry Potter. But Oraw82 asked, Popeyes or Chick-fil-A? You got to give a rapid fire answer. Chick-fil-A. I will say I will eat Chick-fil-A more frequently because Popeyes is extremely heavy, but... Popeyes is better. Like I'm, I'm from the South. I love the Louisiana flavor, but I can only have it every so often, man, because then I won't eat for like three days. Yeah. See, people are, are excited about Lord of the Rings. Also your boy, Dakota Guaran is in here. 2027 athlete with a Michigan offer. So shout out to Dakota for, uh, joining in on the show. And I think that's all the, uh, the off-topic questions we had left. I think someone. What was, was the second one? It, it was like someone likes Lord of the Rings. Someone where? It said someone likes Lord of the Rings. Oh, it's. I think it said Led Zeppelin likes Lord of the Rings. Isn't that just a knockoff of Greta Van Vliet? Wait, wait. There was something I wanted to. I don't even know what you said, Zach. But there was. <laughs> there was something that John Schultz said that I wanted to ask him about before we ended the show and shout out to John Schultz because he's always in the chat populating answers and, and stuff. He said Lord of the Rings was lame, but he gave a different like movie. Oh, here it is. A-S-O-I-A-F. What is that? A song. Uh, 
fantasy novels. I, I like reading, so I'll take a look at that. I, I, you know, you like to be a nurse, you know, books that you make you feel like you're in the movie themselves. That's, you know, there's always the best. Now that movie. sounds lame. Get out of here. Just watch your Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. Oh, reading is so much better. Reading is, is so much better than movies. <laughs> well, uh, we will, <laughs> we will get, no, he's, he says it's not a fantasy novel. Get out of here. He says it's a song <laughs> of ice and fire. No, that's what I mean. Game, Game of Thrones. So you were way off. So it wasn't even about novels. Oh, Game of Oh, see, that's how much I know about Game of Thrones. But that's for that's lame too. Like I don't. Oh wow, we could do an entire show on this lame. next week. It is not lame. Game of Thrones is great. Um, shout out to Game of Thrones, Jon Snow all day um but yeah uh Libby says not to watch the new Napoleon movie and I recommended him uh an older movie I told him to go watch Moonrise Kingdom because he's never seen it you guys can go watch it and you guys can subscribe to the Wolverine.com today for one dollar for one year uh also like this video subscribe to our YouTube channel for free. We again we've had a big show today. So shout out to everybody that joined and had fun with all the off topics and the Michigan recruiting. We're here to have fun. It's recruiting. So um, maybe Libby and I are we'll start off our own spin-off podcast for the people that hate the <laughs> off topic questions. Uh, but in the meantime, in between time, like and subscribe, head over to the Wolverine.com and I will see you tomorrow to answer all your questions without Zach and then I can also bully Zach because he won't be there so I can I can put him down <laughs> later and the show producer madness is here say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book right now new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-420-47 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.